everyone and welcome to Black Girls Rock. In this episode, I'm joined by South African rugby queen, Babalwa Latcha. So for the people who may not know you, tell us a bit about who you are. My name is Babalwa Latcha from South Africa. Um, I'm a Springbok women's player and I'm the first African uh, 15th professional rugby player. Um, I live in Kailita, Cape Town, and um currently an LLB graduate as well, um, a coach and a mentor. That's basically who, who I am for now. <laughs> <laughs> what position do you play? I play a prop, uh, but I specialize in the tight head, which is also my favorite. So how did you get into rugby? Well, um, my rugby career actually started at university. Uh, before then, I've had an encounter with it um, in my township in Kailija through the VUCA program, which is run by the South African Rugby Legends Association. Um, so I think that that was my that was the earliest that I, that I sort of um, became aware of the sport. And then a year thereafter, I went to university and I came across the sport again, but now at a, at a higher and serious, more serious level. I was like, wow, let me just try this out. And I got invited actually to join the sevens team of the university and I knew absolutely nothing about rugby but um, we were going to a tour and I was like yeah no cut me in I'm there um, <laughs> so yeah I think that was yeah that was when or where that was back in 2014 that was where um, I actually consciously picked up a rugby ball and decided that I'm going to play so how did you make it onto the Springboks team what was the journey there <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was quite, a, quite an incredible one, really. Um, I think I didn't just rock up and make it into the team. Um, I had to go through certain, you know, certain levels. Um, I started off at club level, playing for my university, which is also a club. Um, in my first season of, of rugby, um, you know, I went to trials for provincial level. Um, in that same season, I got selected for the provincial team and um, excuse me, I, I, I made the teams, um, the provincial teams for different, um, for different games, but never played. It was quite a bench warmer for, for, for some reason. <laughs> and then um, I think in about the third season or second or third season of, of, of playing or being on the bench for provincial rugby, um, I played uh, one full match and I just poured myself out in that game. Mm. And I think that was when or where I got the attention of, of, of the national setup and then I got a call up um, thereafter um, in 2017 um, as we were we were sort of um, re-emerging into the international scene because we had taken a break from that for as, as a Springbok woman for four years. So um, I got the opportunity to 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 be part of the of the SA Select team and from then on um, 2018 played my first official uh, test match um, 2019 we qualified for the World Cup um, you know being at the forefront of that as captain and uh, yeah um, that has been the journey into um, the Springbok women. What was it like so did you say you were um, captain for um, Springboks during the World Cup? No during the the qualification for the World Cup yeah. which was actually which which was actually the Africa Cup uh, championship or tournament which was in Johannesburg which also doubled up as a World Cup qualifier um, where I think you recall we played against Kenya uh, Uganda and Madagascar and then we were the fourth um, we were the fourth nation How was leading the team in such a like momentous event 
It was an absolute honor, in all honesty, and a privilege as well, because, you know, um, any leadership position, in my, in my opinion, you know, is, 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 is quite a huge responsibility. It's a privilege as well. So I, I, I had the, the privilege of being surrounded by quite, you know, amazing and phenomenal women who were also leaders in their right, as far as I could recognize. And I think that, um, you know, I, I could never take the credit alone and say, hey, I was, I was the leader. I, you know, it, it was a collective effort because I sought uh, counsel from, from my teammates, um, mm. advice and consultant. But the only difference is that I was the one who was in a leadership position. So it, it was just a, a great experience, really. Um, you know, one that I'm still, I, I still get goosebumps when I think, think about the entire process leading up to that. And uh, yeah, I'm still very honored. <laughs> So you're also the first African women's player to go professional. Um, can you tell me about that and like kind of what that means um, for you in the day-to-day -day and how that happened? Well, first how that happened was I actually got scouted um, in, in uh, Port Elizabeth. We were playing a test match against Spain. And um, yeah, I got scouted. They noticed me. Uh, we we had a chat and um you know started um you know started talking or negotiating a contract and you know how best that we can i can play um for a club in in spain that's how excuse me how, that's how that started um yeah then then so i went and 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 played and came back due to the due to the or came back early due to the coronavirus I think what that meant for me was that instantly I was propelled into a position of ambassadorship because I, I understood the fact that it's a first in South Africa and it's a, it's a first on the continent as well. Therefore, that comes with a, with a huge responsibility of ensuring that I be a great ambassador for the continent because, like I keep saying, it, our continent in terms of women's rugby is not short of talent. It's just a matter of us. Uh, you know, getting the opportunity, getting exposed enough so that, you know, um, the relevant eyes can watch and see. So um, that was my my thinking, um, you know, about that. And I think that now that um, it has been proven that it is possible and the door has been opened, I think that, um, you know, firsts of such a nature, you know, I mean, 2020, you know, shouldn't shouldn't be such a big thing. And I really, really hope that, you know, players from all over the continent can actually get the opportunity to go and fly their trade abroad. So being a professional rugby player, like, does that mean you can like dedicate all your time to rugby, like full time? Yes, because that's literally my job. Um, mm. Well, at least while I was um, in Spain, uh, my day to day was primarily, um, you know, rugby. I had to uh, tra train, be in the gym um, three times a day. I'll be in the gym, field and then gym again. So basically in a day, I'll have two gym sessions and one um, and one field session um, with with maybe a, a day or a day or two off, um, then play on the weekends. So that was literally my job, just like a lawyer or a teacher would wake up mm. in the morning, grab their briefcase, and go to work. That was that was it. I grab my boots, and <laughs> I feel like that is I was very fortunate because my passion was literally my job, or my job was my passion. So it never felt like a job at all, mm. at all. So do the other girls that play on the team? Do they have a job as well as playing um for Springboks women as well because that's what we have um here so there's only some players that are like full-time professional rugby players um mm -hmm. and some of the women have to have like other full-time jobs so like one of the girls that I had on the podcast a couple of episodes ago 
Simi and she's a doctor as well as playing at premiership level, which for me blows my mind. So um, <laughs> the other girls have to like work as well to like support them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, here in South Africa, the 15s um, setup is not professional. Me, by professional, I mean that um, none of the players are actually contracted. So outside of, of when we are called up, outside of that, um, we have to be able to make a living um, some are firefighters, um, others teachers, um, myself a budding lawyer. It's it's it, we can't, at fifteens level we can't really, um, you know, uh, have rugby as our jobs because primarily because it's just not we are not contracted. Um, unlike the sevens, the the Mbogodos or the Lady Blitzboxes formerly called uh, are fully professional. Therefore, their job is 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 to play rugby and. Um, I'd actually like to see that uh, sort of filter through into into the 15 setup where there's a group of of um, of ladies whose job is primarily to focus on playing rugby. I think we can actually build um, a better and stronger team going forward if you could get that aspect right. Because um, the sevens ladies are actually evidence that it is possible and the benefits that comes with that in terms of producing the results um, and building a stronger team um, are there. So I, I really, really hope that, you know, in the, in the, in the nearest future, actually, that we can get a group of, of, of contracted 15s ladies. But the future is bright for that, so I'm hopeful. How does playing rugby, like, make you feel? Like, has it, because I know for me, it's really increased my confidence and, like, it's definitely made me more active because I'm quite lazy. So it's that I'm like, I actually like going out and running and exercising and getting stronger. Um, how has playing rugby made you feel and changed your life? Um, you know, for me, if anything, it has, it has sort of empowered me a lot. Um, I, would, uh, I was able to break out of my shell um, and just be, be free. I mean, the sense of, 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 of freedom that comes with it, you know, I can truly be myself when I'm in a rugby space. Because, uh, man, in our society, the way you look, people are very concerned about that for some reason. And the way you walk and even the way you sound. So, um, so sometimes, you know, you, you sort of feel the pressure of, you know, conforming to that. But ever since I started playing rugby and I felt what it's like to be true to yourself and be just really you, be this big and strong and muscular, possibly loud individual. <laughs> um, <laughs> that you can also be that outside of, of um, outside of the field of play and I've learned how to how to deal with, with with the outside pressures and the outside comments of being a female rugby player of being you know a girl who prefers to keep her hair short you know a girl whose shoulders are slightly broader than average you know what I mean and just be I've, I've sort of develop the mental strength as well to just be able to block everything out block the negativity and the comments about how i look or even the sports that i play you know so apart from the confidence aspect um i've also i've also sort of it's almost like i've I'm reborn you know i can speak better now you know i'm not so shy anymore um, you know i own the fact that Yes, I'm a strong black woman who plays a male-dominated sport, and I've made that my own, you know. So I really encourage my teammates and any other girls, actually, that I come across who are in the rugby space that, hey, look, rugby is yours. It's yours to enjoy. 
and just you know allow the freedom that comes with it for you to be yourself and to break free from anything that has been holding you back outside of the rugby the stereotypes will, will be there you know the comments will be there because people i feel that um aren't too willing to change the narrative just yet in terms of how we view women in general and how we view women who play rugby you know so for me it has just been a very liberating experience an empowering experience and I, I, I really really feel that every other woman young woman should experience that one way or another mm, I completely agree that's kind of why I started this podcast because I was just like I think like loads more black girls should be playing rugby yeah. it's just you can be yourself and you can mm. just it's so empowering being able to like smash into people and feel <laughs> and like just let yourself go but like be valued for who you are and it's so cheesy, but I think that's what I've always really liked about rugby, that, like, there is space for everyone. And regardless of, like, size, like, size, fitness, like, whatever, there is something that you can do on the field and, like, contribute to it, which is Definitely. amazing. The I... most unfit ones would be the props, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I agree, because that is why I'm a prop. Because when I first started, um, the girl who was captain just looked at me, was just like, you're going to be a prop. And that's Definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's very true, because I can't imagine myself at the moment in any other position. But then yeah. I also quite like being a prop, so I'm fine with mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> So you talked a bit about like the way people like making judgments about like the way you look and like having bigger shoulders. Um, I'm Nigerian, so I kind of get like the pressure that I think African society as a whole has on like women feeling feminine and um, mm -hmm. appearing a certain way. Like when you tell people, like when you tell people outside of your rugby space that you play rugby, how do they react? Well, <clears throat> I get different reactions. Um, some people actually in, will instantly know and they'll actually ask, do you play rugby? And I'll be like, yes. And I'm like, no, I can tell your physique, which is, which is okay, which is great. And then there are those who'd be like, um, they'll, they'll look at my physique and they'll ask, what sports do you play? And I'll tell them rugby. And then they'll just go berserk. Don't you get hurt? Isn't it painful? What about your breasts? That was just the one that stood out for me. Um, this one gentleman actually asked if, if don't our breasts get sore or don't we get hurt or anything like that. And others actually believe that if you play a contact sport such as rugby, it will affect your ability to have children in the future. And, and that's just... Uh, those kinds of things initially i would get offended by them but then i think now that i'm a, a little bit more mature i i sort of understand to a certain extent um you know their way of thinking and and i try to correct that and be like no it's 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 not like that um you know and i, I get actually quite a lot of questions um you know where do i play um and some would even some think that um you know, we are in, on exactly the same level as our male counterparts, which, which is okay, because it means to me that they are recognizing that we should be, even though we're not currently. So I get, um, you know, different, uh, different reactions. And some people just think that women should not be playing at all, because rugby is not for women. And again, I make it my business to correct that, you know, and, and tell them that, hey, um, rugby is for everyone. In fact, sport all over the world is for everyone, male, male and female. 
does it get tiring then like having to face that kind of like <coughs> people making comments like that does it get tiring to be honest with you it it, it does um a little bit um because sometimes um i do get frustrated you know because i am only human and at 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 my heart are the best interests of our sport you know i i I really hate it when people have these misconceptions about it, but you know, I can't, I can't, I can't internalize that. Um, you know, I can't, I can't be emotional about that. So I just try to try to keep a level head about it and just, you know, have have an honest conversation, you know, about it. Um, you know, when I actually get the opportunity and actually in educate and inform that look, um, it's 2020, ladies and gentlemen. There is no way in which we can still be having these types of, of, of conversation. And sometimes I'm just like, can can somebody just intervene type of thing, you know? But I mean, I, I can I can never stop. Um, even though it can be a little bit draining, I I feel like I can never stop because, really, really, I mean, we really need to start, um, you know, changing, you know, the way of thinking of, of society in general. And I think the best the best um, place where we can start or at least one of the places not necessarily start is is the media yeah. you know it's in the way that women in general are portrayed in the media especially african women you must be submissive your place is in the kitchen that time i can't even cook well but yeah it's just it's just those it's just those kind of things can you tell me a bit about the unstoppable campaign and the picture because when I saw that that was like my favorite picture that I've ever seen because once so one I didn't even really think that like <laughs> women's rugby would be as big so I I'm gonna be honest I didn't even really know that rugby was that big in like all parts of Africa obviously I always thought of like South Africa as being like the rugby hub but I never thought that it would be as like big as it is in other countries in Africa as well and like seeing that picture and seeing like all these like mainly black women as well um mm. of like different shapes and sizes and unstoppable africa i really loved it so could you tell me like a bit more about that and um what that kind of meant to you <laughs> i actually really loved it too um because the best thing about it that it represents what is true these are african women who are doing amazingly well in in in, in the game of rugby whether it be administratively as players and so forth and you know to me i really really um you know took it to heart and it was it was just amazing that because i know for sure that there are other young girls in africa who want to play the sport or who are playing the sport and somewhat find it difficult to find role models, real role models that represent them. And I think that the rugby Africa's Unstoppables is, is the truest representation of African women's rugby because it is big, it is growing. It's just a matter of relevant people tapping into that and you know um, fast tracking that growth. And Rugby Africa is on a quest to do just that through the through the through the unstoppables is that um, we're rede not redeveloping but developing and growing the sport a lot faster um, in Africa because like you said our our game is is alive and well and you know it's really amazing that um, how far that we've come as as as, as African women in the game and um, I'm really looking forward to to the near future and how best we can sort of um, you know, devise strategies in which we can drive that um, that positive message forward. And um, the great thing is that um, it's from different 
different parts, different parts of the of the continent, which which then means and tells us that it's it's an it's an inclusive um, it's an inclusive endeavor of these amazing women who are outstanding ambassadors, um, you know, of of women's rugby, not only in their countries and also not not only in Africa but um, in the world as well. So this is not a big question, but it's got a lot of layers. <laughs> South Africa has like quite a prominent history of apartheid and. Um, issues with um, racial division. Um, in terms of rugby, I know for me watching like international games, there's um, like it is predominantly white players um, for South African team. And I think the World Cup, obviously South Africa won. Um, England should have won, but it's fine. I'm, <laughs> that's another thing. But <laughs> um, South Africa won, and like there, I think it was the first black captain to. Um, lead the South African team and like win the World Cup, which is huge. It's Ooh, insane. Yeah. But it's also mental that it's taken till 2019 for that to happen when South Africa, rugby is huge in South Africa. Um, in terms of the women's team, is there a same um, issue with diversity within the women's team from your perspective? That's actually a, that's actually a great question. And um, it's quite interesting as well. Well, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, um, women's rugby is very young in South Africa. It's, it's 16 years old. So which means that um, we never existed uh, pre-apartheid. Therefore, we may not have been affected by the segregation and all of those issues uh, during that time because we never existed. So fast forward to 2004, um, 2003, when women's rugby was first um, incepted in South Africa. It was during a time um, where our democracy was probably 10 years old and there was a lot of hope and a lot of transformative uh, systems in place to try, um, you know, to, I don't wanna say undo, but um, to try and sort of, um, you know, rectify certain systemic um, injustices and i think for the women's get or that is where um you know your your quota systems and your transformational um policies came into place but in as far as the women's game is concerned um it was never it was never we never had racial issues because um of what i stated that we were just never in existence at that time currently there are 87% of, of the national team is, is black women, which then may lead us to believe that um, the game is becoming or is more accessible uh, to, to, to African women or to black women in, in South Africa. So I wouldn't primarily say that um, you know, we need transformation with the women's game or there's uh, racial imbalances um, in terms of, um, you know, that the numbers and who or which race participates the most. I think for us, it's more, it's not so much of race transformation that's needed, but more of um, gender transformation and um, policy towards uh, gender equity and equality within the women's game. Race has never been an issue for us. We do have players of different races as well because um, our, 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 our team is so diverse. And again, the women's game is new and growing, um, which then um, makes it a little bit more accessible to different races. But currently, uh, Black women dominate there. So 
I think if we, were, if we are to speak about transformation of any kind with the women's game, it has to be gender transformation and gender equity and equality, not so much, um, you know, race transformation and putting culture systems in place. Yeah, that's a really good point. In England, it's a, it is a similar thing that like the women's, women's rugby is not seen anywhere near as um, predominantly as men's rugby, which is bizarre. So England won the Six Nations, the England women's team won the Six Nations. And I saw a post on Instagram and like the comments that people were like leaving, like, who cares? Like, it's just women, like, they need to go home and cook. They, they need to like, who cares? Like, it's not a real thing. And it was just mm-hmm. disgusting. And I think English rugby as well, I think there's, there is the added element of it's such a middle-class sport. And it's such a, and that predominantly tends to be white people that are playing it. And then that filters up to like the national and international rugby. So yeah, it'd be nice to get more young girls um, playing rugby and making like, them aware that it's a sport for them. Um, what kind? Mm-hmm. What would you say to young girls that are thinking, "Oh, that looks fun. I want to be like Babawa, but I'm scared." Um, what would you say to um, <laughs> a young girl that wants to get into rugby? Oh my goodness! I'll definitely encourage them to go for it. Um, they should definitely go for it because rugby is fun. Above everything else, rugby is fun. And like we said, it will, it will empower you and it makes you stronger and it's fun to be strong, you know. Um, so I definitely encourage young girls to, to play the sport, um, you know, and just you know, not, not, be too, not be concerned about what other people think about themselves. They should believe in, in themselves first and, and their abilities um, to play the sport and just allow themselves to be free because rugby is just that it's fun it's free it's empowering and it makes you stronger and being strong is is cool you know (laughs) so yeah i would definitely definitely allow my daughters and sisters and so should other parents as well Well, i'm not a parent yet but so should parents do that because i feel they also play a role in, in sort of you know allowing their girl children and encouraging their girl children to take up the sport so mommies and daddies should also come on board and you know allow their girl children to play to play the sport and encourage them to play it as much as they would encourage their sons mm. that's such a good question um, where <laughs> do you see the south african women's team in 10 years Oh my goodness, our, our growth is, is absolutely amazing, I have to be honest with you. We've grown so much over, over the past decade, um, but I also think that there's plenty of room for, for more growth. Um, so I think that uh, in the next 10 years, I'll most probably be retired, but um, <laughs> I think that our team um, would have at least, uh, from, from there, would have at least uh, competed in, in maybe two World Cups. And my hope is that, uh, you know, the, the 15th national setup uh, become professional and that we actually have a professional league as well but I understand the, the bigger picture and the dynamics in, in those in those aspects that um, you know we have to first grow a sport from the bottom up have a lot more girls playing um, you know introduce it a lot earlier at school going levels before we can sort of talk of, uh, of professionalizing it but I honestly feel that we could you know because if you look at our numbers in the in the season of, of 2019 there were more than 10,300 girls in the whole country who actually actively participated in some form of rugby-related activity. So to me, that's, it, it tells us that 
we're growing we're growing quite quite steadily and and quickly as well so my dreams for women's rugby are quite big i would like us to actually you know win a world cup as well um you know uh professionalize our our interprovincial leagues um monetize it um make it work for women for the women involved and men of course but work make it work for the players involved they should be able to live comfortably just by playing rugby um and yeah i think that uh, if we can sort of uh try to work towards that a lot faster 10 years time south africa would be a formidable force in in, in world rugby like their male counterparts where do you see yourself in that in 10 years <laughs> well i think in, in 10 years time i'd actually like to start uh, well probably sooner than 10 years but in in 10 years i would have liked to have started uh, my uh, a foundation or my foundation which would focus primarily on empowering and educating um young girls in particular um, by providing access to to opportunities and sport being the vehicle um, you know, for that, I would um, actually like to serve on a, a board of, um, haven't decided yet which one, or on which union or, or, or organization, but I would actually like to, to serve on a board. Generally, I just like to see myself and other, other women as well be in key decision-making um, positions in the women's game i feel that if we are to seriously move forward as women's rugby globally we must have women in key decision making uh, you know positions who primarily have the best interests of women and women in rugby or women in sports at heart and who genuinely would want to you know advance that growth so if i could be get involved somehow in those types of um, of environments um, in the next 10 years, I think that I can be able to make um, a positive contribution to the, to the growth of our sport outside of the field, outside of being, of being a player. Thank you. That's, I really like that because that's quite similar to the kind of things I want to do as well. Great <laughs> minds think alike. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> but but what, that was so lovely. You've been really like inspirational and like, I don't know you're thank really you. eloquent and like you have like so much to say and I just want to thank you so much for um having this chat with me it's been really nice thank you. <laughs> you're most welcome I really do have a lot to say you're right because I'm just so passionate about about women's rugby and and you know the type of potential that we have I have so much dreams for it um, so it was great to have someone to actually not vent to but talk to about um about these things so i hope that we can have a similar conversation again in the future so Definitely, from me yeah. thank you thank you very much for having this conversation <laughs> thank you so much for listening don't forget to check out our instagram at black girls rock and stay tuned for the next episode bye